0: Hello, hello, hello! Uh, welcome to another Founders Retro. I'm your host, Ioannis, and with me I have my co-host, uh, Tassos. Hello. And last week we we're talking about uh, impact with market, like getting the your your feet wet with um, uh, launching your product. What happens next? We're discussing the interesting situations that we have been in. And today we want to kind of expand from that. So you got your handful of users um, no matter what and you started getting that initial feedback. So right now we're going to talk about um, initial user feedback and um, maybe we can we say what we learned from it and maybe share what what to do or what not to do, or uh, maybe the, our confusion in terms of like um, how different situations played out and um, how we're trying to deal with it. So Tasso, um, it has been two months so far. Yeah, Yeah. I think two two solid months that we have been uh, operating. We do have a handful of active users, other active users, and regardless of those that they are inactive, as we mentioned in the last episode. And how do we get feedback? What is, what is our process? What are we trying to do so
1: far? So, let's start by something that was mentioned also on uh, last spring's uh, retro, but I think is the most valuable lesson that we got from this. It doesn't matter how robust uh, your platform is, how well-documented uh, all processes of, of your app are, and uh, how confident you feel about the code that they're handling, of what you've built, it is imperative that you uh, you stay with uh, the customer during uh, those first steps and you are uh, part of uh, that initial process for sure.
0: yeah, as as we mentioned, like building that trust, uh, but at the same time, uh, it's very beneficial for the business, for us, for, at least for us as well. And um, what we, we try to do is to, even though, um, so outside of onboarding, right, outside of onboarding that we, we needed to be there and it was excruciating and painful to set up Facebook, Instagram, business accounts, uh, Google, whatever, right? It was um, painful, to do that also through uh, zoom but um, and that overload kind of deterred us to go right to the, to the source and and work with them but um, white gloving their process and their journey throughout the the app um, I think that gave us the most insight on how the users are going to to use the platform, what the users are gonna do with that, and what are the tendencies, what they are expecting, what should is there what should be there, and what, what are their assumptions? What are their assumptions, and what the what are the, the, their expectations? Hundred percent.
1: Exactly. I believe that we got the most valuable feedback during this uh, white-gloving. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Yeah, and it was different from uh, from the feedback that we got before when we were building the product uh, from our design partners, right?
1: Yeah, th- th- that's one of the first uh, uh, glaring differences that we uh, uh, noticed between our I- initial testing partners and uh, our first real customers' uh, feedback. Yeah. So so, and we're gonna talk
0: about there is also there is there is great mat, there's a lot of information. In in white gloving and and having people talk to you all the time, you're gonna see there is a lot of noise and there is a lot of um, conflicting opinions also. So what Tassos is, is is talking about is that our design partners, people that we had um, throughout the building of the product, that they they said to us, look, it it makes sense. The the app makes sense. It's um, it's straightforward to to use, and um, you can go back and forth and do certain like all the stuff that we were trying to do. And also that uh, another thing that we that we heard is that, and that's why we have the the packages that we that we that we tailor made for uh, uh for them like building the campaigns. They 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 mentioned that we they want. A custom AI generated ads, right, Tasso? And um, so, um, in terms of like use, ease of use, uh, we immediately found that uh, the wording of how like a call to action and a creative is not exactly common knowledge to uh, non-experts, right? And, that's, and we, we definitely knew that from the beginning, but and that's why we put um, a chatbot with that information so you can go ask what is it and how it's being used, but even that was uh, was pretty confusing in terms of okay what 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 am I putting here what am I getting there and at the end what am I doing? So um, that was the first piece of conflicting feedback. Uh, do you have any other uh, pieces of conflicting feedback, uh, Tasso?
1: Yeah, we saw some common things and then we saw some uh, uh, conflicting things. For example. Uh, during uh, the design of the product, prior to launching, uh, our design partners consider a must-have the, con- the AI-generated content, be it either visual or uh, text. We noticed that this wasn't the case for our post-launch uh, users and. We actually saw many different themes there. For example, uh, some of them took the uh, AI-generated visual, for example, an image, uh, copied the theme of that uh, image and then created their own asset. So if, for example, a photo was uh, depicting a product uh, with a specific background, uh, but it was AI generated, they took this, and they just took their own photos, either by themselves or by using a professional photo. It didn't have to do with the quality of the image. They just wanted to take their do-it-yourself uh mentality on a different level on the other hand yeah there, there, was, there was the other hand too <laughs> yeah the, there were other people that uh wanted just the you know the the text or they just uh, had a specific image in their head and they wanted the ai to generate that specific thing they had on the he- their head well, while not exactly communicating what they wanted in the best of ways, because this should have been done either on one of our uh, one-on-one uh, sessions or uh, via text uh, on an email or something. And this was quite a revelation for us
0: yeah and um again th- there were there were different type of um uh, approaches for from different segments so uh, to summarize what uh Tassi was saying like our initial uh, folks were said uh, we want strategy campaign strategy and the assets meaning the photo and the text underneath of the ad we want the whole package right away so we we have um, uh, we gave that to our um, initial customers that came in through the door, and most of them they kept the strategy, they recreated the ads, uh, and uh, I think I think they recreated the creative part. So only the image. I think they kept the text.
1: Yeah, exactly. They kept uh, the thing, text. They, they kept the text, and they also kept the theme, and yeah. the, con- the context behind uh, the visual part. But they created their own. All image. the strategy, they
0: kept everything, and they, they changed the creative. Uh, that's for a certain specific segment of uh, of ours. I think mostly in the e-commerce. Type of uh, e-commerce, no, no, no. I think was it was it was, uh, it was, it was Yeah, it was it was it was, it was the, the the biggest part. And there was one other user that um, they had an idea in their heads on how they their brand should be put out in the world, and they just skipped all the strategy, and they just wanted the the AI to um, depict something. Uh, specific and what it did was great, perfect. That's what I wanted. And it's 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 a different approach. Uh, I think that there are there are um, uh, different things to uh, to learn. And uh, the the question is, how do you pick the the the, the right feedback to uh, to move forward when you do have like, folks telling you um, different stuff. And um, I think from um, from what we're trying to do right now is actually document that feedback, see why they're different, and uh, see what these users have in common uh, in terms of... Uh, Tech saviness, in terms of demographics, uh, in terms of uh, yeah, different dimensions of where are where are users um, are and feel, and we're trying to um, identify then um, where where <laughs> which direction we should uh, head towards and that that is um, a product decision but also it's a business decision meaning because that the the person that that you choose to listen um, the feedback from kind of determines your segment and your product market fit so meaning that if you choose a very niche segment that is difficult to scale up then you're stuck with that segment serving that segment, and you don't have the ability to build like a, a billion-dollar company. At the end of the day, so that might be a limiting factor and something that you need to take into consideration when you're hearing feedback, especially conflicting feedback from from different sources. Uh, but not all, not only on the uh, on the campaign space, also I think uh, even actually. Using the the platform, there were many, many, uh, yeah. many uh, different approaches <laughs> into
1: what was going on there. Again, we had some very different approaches, but we also had some common themes. Yeah. So uh, the general navigation was almost completely different from user to user. Um, also. Uh, uh, the usage of uh, our support tools like our support uh, AI agent uh, also differed a lot uh, yeah uh, well in
0: in terms of support and common things though like we we do have uh, a discord
1: support server
0: that (laughs) how many people use that one
1: yeah i I mean (laughs) initially we had a lot uh, of uh, sign People up. People join, joining, yes, joining. Yeah, yeah. but zero and uh, I mean literally zero, none of them used uh, any of uh, the discord channels as a means of support, either uh, our support or the support of the community that is slightly uh, uh, slowly created there. And the same goes for, and that was a bit of a shock for me, uh, of the usage of the video guides on YouTube. I mean, nobody, nobody from what we saw used them. And that is beyond (laughs) any logic I I can think of uh, in my head. I mean, for me, uh, the first logical thing if I couldn't find support through and I didn't want to use any uh, direct. real yeah, direct. direct support uh, channel would be to watch a video. I mean, this is the very basic definition of do-it-yourself, right? But no.
0: Yeah, and... Um uh I have an assumption I have a theory that um, you go to YouTube or to Google to um, solve a general problem uh, and not to solve a specific uh, tool problem but and I, I'm not we created those videos and based on our assumptions right uh, because we're we're Tech folks and and uh, I think we're 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 on YouTube maybe, um, I don't know how many hours a week, and the first thing that we do when we can't do something, even in our in our day to day, it's like YouTube. Go to YouTube and see if if somebody has has a tutorial, somebody has anything, and. Uh, especially if if a tool has their own developers or their own uh, community that they're creating videos on how to do stuff within the, with the tool so that was that's why it was it was definitely a shock to us that even though we had the YouTube channel and we had how-to videos there and we were linking those videos from our support tool, from our support chat chatbot, that when they were asking something, they were explaining. But at the end of the day, it's like, look at this video as well, um, and there was a link to the video. <laughs> Nobody clicked <to> that link, <laughs> which is uh, which was very very interesting.
1: And uh, another uh, common uh, theme between our users was uh, the use. Uh, of uh, our s- chatbot, of our support chatbot. Uh, I mean, we show people that uh, well, almost exclusively used that as uh, a means of understanding and navigating and uh, uh, fully comprehending what each part uh, and each screen of our uh, app uh, does. And there were others that ignored that part altogether and just directly called us or sent us uh, an email. Also, avoiding all other support channels like Discord that we mentioned before. It, yeah. they, they wanted to communicate directly with a human being
0: and not the human being that the human being that actually sold them the product. Usually it was, uh, it was me, right? Yeah. So they wanted like, look, man, I put my trust in you and I have a problem and I want you to kind of solve that problem for me.
1: Yeah. And I, I believe that this uh, more or less explains why they avoided the discord other community or support channel of uh, needly because they wanted to talk directly to the person that they gained some trust with.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe there are other behavioral science or scientific uh, reasons why uh, folks that they join a small startup they don't um, feel obligated to talk with or... um, they don't want to reach out for support through, through Discord or through community uh, media. I don't know. Uh, it, I think it, it, as we gather um, data points, I think our assumptions are going to be validated or uh, disproved, um, as they are. And I want to to um, to close the um, the podcast with. Um, but with, we don't have a lot of samples yet. We don't have a lot of users, right? As, as, we, as, we, as we discussed, like we do have uh, a handful of users, right? Uh, we're trying to get as many data points as we can, but still, it's not that, it's not that much. Uh, and we're coming from from an experimental uh, and scientific background, so we know that these uh, these data points don't mean much. But as 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 a startup and as an entrepreneur, uh, I think that you need to kind of pick your poison, and say, look, um, I don't have a lot of data points, but this is the best data point that I have, so. It's kind of um, uh, an explore exploit type of thing you do a lot of random stuff until you find that something that kind of works or something that has a bit of a signal and then you yeah. go full on explore 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 exploit exploit, exploit and then you can you can explore again and you get
1: the best sweet spot
0: yeah so uh I would say that other other to other folks out there that they're struggling like like perseverance and go with um, even though if you don't have a lot of data just just uh, go with what you have and try um, in the process to um, get as many data points as you can anything else to add tasso
1: Uh, I mean the the small sample size uh, is uh, what uh, actually uh, what we actually have right now and what we are gonna work with and uh, we should make sure that we make the best out of it and uh, we are all we already had some assumptions we now create some more or uh, erase some of them yeah yeah
0: and the other to be to be transparent with yourself about the assumptions that you're making and the more assumptions that you're making and the more clear the definition is of what you're trying to do uh the better that you're gonna do with with small sample sizes so if if i could we leave you with that so don't be afraid put your assumptions down and go forward with uh with what you know Ah, very inspirational. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I'm so proud
0: of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, folks, thank
1: you for joining us. Uh, take care and see you next sprint. Bye. Bye.